What up, City of Champions? Just finished recording today's episode with a bona fide Edmonton celebrity who I'm pumped to have had on the show. You'll recognize Rob Clark from the Oilers games, where he serenades 18,000 people with the national anthems. You may also recognize Rob from Instagram as Rob Clark Tenor, where he's taken us through his insane physical transformation over the last year and a half that's seen him drop 90 pounds and gain a new energy for life. Rob is such a sweet guy, and I had a ton of fun chopping it up with him about fitness, the opera, his new lease on life, uh, his kids, everything you can imagine. So give it up for another one of Edmonton's inspirational best, Rob Clark. Dude, thank you for joining me today. No, my pleasure. I appreciate it because you've got a crazy schedule now. Yeah. Um, but things are going well for you? They are, yeah. Things are going really well. Just uh, keeping busy, doing what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for for the few people that don't know what that is... What do you do? Oh, what do you what, do? I think the proper question is, what don't I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's what I was getting at. Um, I, I do a lot of things. Um, so, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, what most people know me as is the Oilers anthem singer. Your celebrity um, status all apparently. generated from there. <laughs> Just from singing a few songs. Okay. Um, the same song. The same song <laughs> over and over again. Over and over. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that since uh, 2013. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, how did that come up? How did that come yeah. up? Um, well, it, I mean, it all kind of leads into it, but... Uh, uh, I used to, well, I was an opera singer, I performed professionally for about 10 years, mm-hmm. um, and currently, and still do, live in Sherwood Park, um, and at the time, sorry, I meant to say, was living in Sherwood Park, mm-hmm. and uh, they had contacted, the Oilers had contacted Edmonton Opera, because they wanted somebody that had a big voice. Um, to my understanding, it was with the intention of, of replacing Lorio because he had a bigger voice, he actually trained as an opera singer as well, and then... Yeah you know, became an optometrist. Is that really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. Crazy. Didn't he pass away? He did. He passed away in, actually the year that I started, he passed away, but he stopped singing the anthem in 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. What did he pass away from? I think, I think it was like esophageal cancer, but I could be totally wrong. Is that like related or is that just sort of coincidence with him being a singer? Um, that is a good question. I don't know the cause of it. It, it, I don't know if I've ever heard of it being related. Like often singers will get work, what are called nodes on their vocal cords. Right, overdeveloped. Yeah, exactly. Things. And then they either have to have them surgically removed mm-hmm. and sometimes that completely affects your singing and you have to stop completely. Um, Is that what happened to uh, Skrillex? I'm not sure. Skrillex used to be in a screamo band and I, the story goes that he destroyed his vocal cords and that's why he started DJing and producing. Could be. Generating music. That can probably definitely do a number on, on your vocal cords. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, again, like I could be totally wrong with, with what he was diagnosed with. but um, Right. Um, is it co- Do most of the teams around the league use opera singers? Uh, no. Um, it seems to be, I guess it's maybe a common um, thing to do, but I, I know that some teams have used like like country singers. Right, Nashville's um, country. Yeah. Um, LA's probably pop. Calgary's got a country singer. Yeah. L- LA, I think they. I don't know if they have a, a like a constant one or right. one they use a lot because um, they seem to switch uh, fairly often. But um, 
No. So yeah, like for for me, the Edmonton Opera had contacted me. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, Oilers contacted Edmonton Opera right. saying we want somebody that's got a bigger voice. Do you have anybody that's local? Mm-hmm. And I had done a few shows with Edmonton Opera already, and so they yeah. knew me, and we had a good relationship. You're and the so young, up and coming, hot, hot shot. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> you're the maverick. <laughs> that's what I like to believe, anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, were you a big Oilers fan before that? I, okay, so I didn't grow up in a very sports... This is an honest place. This, you yeah, and I will here. be 100% honest. <laughs> okay. No lies no lies from this mouth. Right, um, didn't grow up in a family that was very sports-oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that being said, um, because we I grew up mainly in Alberta and, and mainly in, in Edmonton, really, um, we were Oilers fans kind of by default. Yeah. So when they were in the playoffs, we would have the games on in the house, for mm-hmm. sure. When they weren't, games weren't on at all. Okay. Um, and so that was kind of the environment I grew up in when I was back. In, you then know, you still had the playoffs like every year, so you were yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so we were still just watched used a to lot them. of hockey. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think I first sort of thought about how cool it would be to sing for the Oilers when I was in university because I would sing for a lot of the university sports games. Yeah, um, and for convocation and stuff like that. And uh, I thought, oh, that'd be really cool if you know I could I could sing for the Oilers one day, and then just kind of never really thought much of it. Until... That was just the next logical step. One day I'm yeah. to the bigs. One day, yeah. one day. <laughs> Most opera singers don't think that they end up. They think one day I'll be at the Metropolitan Opera in New York, or <laughs> one day I'll be in Italy. I'm like, no, one day I will be the Oilers anthem singer. Yeah, do you probably get a lot more opera singers coming from Europe? over to North America then going the other way I'd imagine it's sort um, of generated there and it's the genesis of opera there it did I think it's it's definitely more international than it used to be um, a lot of the big names well that's not, maybe not entirely true a lot of the big names actually come from the states too some from Canada mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people out in Europe that, that mm-hmm. definitely come here and, and perform but usually because they're invited and they don't really have to audition right. um, because they're already well known and they're well established but for us for us to go to Europe is a big deal right. um, I never went to Europe so I'm not a big deal in the opera oh, okay. world <laughs> you're still just, just Edmonton famous just just Edmonton famous I'm fine with that <laughs> it's a good spot to be famous it is it is I yeah. love the city I big love fish it. in a little pond I guess yeah I, I mean yeah I guess so. <laughs> how did you start singing um, I never really got into singing until high school, um, and that was because my older sister, um, had, she was in the high school choir, she's two years, two grades above me, mm-hmm. and she said, we, the choir needs men, we need men in this choir, and I was, at the time I was playing rugby, and I'm like, I'm a man, I'm like, hell no, I am not in the <laughs> choir, um, but then she said the, the guy to girl ratio was three to one, and I'm like, okay, Cha-ching. okay, <laughs> Throw that's in there. exact. That's literally a scene out of American Pie. Right. Oz joins. Oz joins choir because of the chicks. Because there's lots of girls. Choir oh, yeah. Are sluts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Choir girls. It's a line from a movie. Don't it's shoot. Totally me. from a movie. It does not relate to real life at all. <laughs> I um, tried. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of where I, I guess my singing started uh-huh. when I joined the choir. I mean, I I shouldn't say that I was the manliest of men because I played clarinet at the time as well. Uh, not the clarinet is an unmanly instrument. Well, let's not offend people. Uh, <laughs> there's pr- plenty of male cor- clarinet players. Plenty out there. of them, and they're very good at it. Um, but uh, no, so I like I was I was already classically inclined. I guess I should say. What does that mean? And like, how, how are you? Oh, like artistically inclined. I, I guess so. Like like in sort of the class world because I played in concert band. Gotcha. When I was, you know, starting in grade six. Gotcha. Um, 
But uh, no, never thought I would be in choir or anything until I joined. So I finally decided, okay, fine, I'll join. Mm -hmm. and, and I really discovered a very quick love for singing. It connected. I really connected with mm -hmm. it, and I didn't realize that I would. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you had some natural talent in it too, I imagine. Like I, I guess so. Yeah, like vocal like I said, were the right length. And apparently, I mean, I didn't know about any of that until I, I started university. But but uh, yeah, I, I it, it just clicked really easily with mm -hmm. me, and I I caught on to it really. So much. why did you enjoy going the classical sort of opera singing versus more like pop or country yeah. or any of that other stuff? Um, I think I've just always had this affinity to classical music and and it's not because there have been musicians in my family because there really haven't been. I'm mm -hmm. the only musician, I guess I would say in the family. Um, but my dad would play he would play like like easy listening he'd play like it's called hooked on classics, which was classic classical music with an 80s beat <laughs> so like i've never listened oh, to it man. since but on cassette tape oh absolutely cassette tape yeah. even eight we had eight tracks too nice. i'm i'm that old but uh they uh he would he would play that music every once in a while and and i would just i would i would envision what these sounds i, I was hearing was like i'd envision strings as like this weird tube before i'd even seen them i thought right. it was like a tube that was being i i didn't know i was not the smartest child in the world but uh it, it just really again really clicked i've really i've always connected with classical music mm -hmm. um i have some classical pieces on my workout list like just because yeah. i find them very um motivating and and yeah, they're we're, epic. We're sometimes they're epic. Too, Absolutely, right? yeah. Epic. Like there's yeah. a lot of lot of build up, a lot of what do you call that? Progressive build up, and mm -hmm. then like boom, it drops. Oh yeah, like and then like they'll build to like big climaxes, and yeah, and just yeah, it's great. It's it's. So it's when you're singing music. classic like opera, is it all in old languages? Is it all French, Italian, Spanish? For the most part, yes. Um, today's audience is very different from. 1800s audience for example or, or even early 1900s um we live longer we, we do live longer but we also have shorter attention spans <laughs> um meaning like they'll take uh an opera for example um well no la bohème is, is usually done in italian they don't ever translate it into english but when you go to an opera you have english surtitles all the time so you can so instead of subtitles mm -hmm. like on the bottom it's actually above the stage on a little screen yep on a little screen so i didn't know that obviously an opera rookie here you need to go to an opera man. i need to go to one of yours <laughs> which uh shameless plug for you here yes. is an opportunity when's your next one uh not until 2019 right but it's it's february 2019 time moves quick it does move quick um and it's with edmonton opera just because uh i've chosen to stay here and i don't want to travel anymore so uh, they approach me with with a role that I've never sung before, and that will be uh, very different from what people are used to having me do. Um, we're doing Hansel and Gretel, right? Um, and we're doing it in English. Uh, usually, it's in German, I believe. Yeah. But uh, I will be singing the role of the witch in Hansel and Gretel. Uh, so typically, that opera is either done. Um, I'll throw some opera lingo out here. A Let's mezzo, do it. A mezzo-soprano yeah. or a tenor will sing that role. mezzo-soprano is just a lower-voiced female. Okay. Like, you, people have heard the term soprano, I'm sure. mezzo-soprano is just a lower soprano. Um, and a tenor, tenor is the higher voice in the male voice. So tenor bass. Tenor is a higher voice. And you're a bass. tenor. I'm a tenor. 
Um, but your so voice I, is naturally pretty bassy. I, when I speak, I speak a little lower than I sing. Right. There's, there's a, that's a whole other can of worms we could talk about. In another, hey, I'm interested in and I got podcast. time. <laughs> it's fascinating stuff because singing is one of those things we all do it to some degree, whether publicly or privately. Yeah. Um, and we hear a lot of people do it and mm-hmm. we spend so much of our time listening to other people sing. Like, like it, it is interesting. And why does every um, European sound North American when they sing? There's no accents, it seems. Um, Very few. That is a really good question. Never because heard that I have wondered that? the same thing. Okay. Like when no, when I hear like English bands, yeah. for example, sing, yeah. you're like, apart from maybe the Beatles, like the Beatles sound very English when mm-hmm. they sing, but the, the Killers, right? Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why their their sound is 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 more American or, or North American sounding. You need to ask a linguist. I need to get a linguist on the podcast. Right? Do you know That's any linguists? I've had the two, top of my head, no. In this week alone, I've had two doctors from the U of A, neither of which were linguists, but I need to find one. Yeah, there you go. We need to ask some interesting things. Okay, <laughs> well, continue. So so um, you're singing the which part, which is a tenor or is it? Well, I, I mean, I'm a tenor. So, uh, so it's not a male role. I will be impersonating a female or, or dressing as a female. Um, yeah, there you go, right? Have you done that before? I have never done like a cross, I don't know what you'd call it, a cross gender role. Yeah. Um, I won't be singing in a female voice though. I'll be using my own tenor voice. Okay. Um, which just kind of adds to the whole creepiness of the role because, yeah. you know, she's a basically a cannibalistic, candy-loving witch. Mm. What's her name in it? Is it just the witch? It's or, the witch. Is it Broomhilda or something? No, it's the witch. Broomhilda is actually from... Uh, it's from the Ring Cycle. It's a diff- totally different opera. Oh well, at least yeah, I yeah, know yeah. the opera thing. You did. That's oh, you got a name from the opera. That's, you know, that's more than a lot of people. German <laughs> Brunhilde. Yeah, I mean, like butchy woman I could think of. Brunhilde. But I won't be wearing like the typical what people think opera singers wear, or, like the horns or anything. No, I'm gonna be dressed as a female. Probably have to shave my beard, which is no it's going to be. I'm gonna lose a little bit of my manhood when that happens. Oh man! I take good care of this thing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but hold on. So you're, and we'll get more into the the fitness side of your life because mm-hmm. that's fascinating. But the beard has that coincided with your improved fitness as well. Um, like what I'm asking is, when you take that thing off, do you think your face is gonna look drastically different than before? I think it might. Like. You know, I guess chisel, as, as maybe a, maybe a segue into the fitness, uh, I, I've always had the beard just because I don't like what my face looks like without it. <laughs> oh, Because <man. laughs> I feel like when I shave it off, my chin completely disappears, and yeah. it's just like it's like face, nose, mouth, neck. Like I feel like my chin right. just doesn't exist. But so it might now. You're fit now, right? You're trim, man. <laughs> you got veins popping out of your forearms. On my arms. Yeah. My legs. It's weird. Yeah. You but don't need the beard anymore. I to, guess not. To look man. <laughs> I don't know, but I like the beard. I like the beard. <laughs> you always have it so perfectly quaffed and angled. Oh, and I spend a lot of time uh, after after my workouts getting this thing ready. Yeah. So it's like it's like a you know a woman getting ready for going out. Like right. I spend a lot of time on this beard. Like Rob, oh, Rob, Rob will be an hour. You have to let me know an hour before we leave because I need to do with this <laughs> exactly we've all been there right yeah. oh yeah um but it's the off season are you letting it get a little bit more uh no like i was just funny i was just thinking this morning as i was driving i mm-hmm. kind of looked in the rear mirror i'm like oh i should probably trim a few i don't i don't want it to get too much longer than it is now right just 
fuller. It's, it's just nice and full. I mean, there are some people who are like, man, just let it grow. And I'm like, mm. like I don't want to look creepy. Yeah. I just want to look. You know, I like the beard. I like the. It's beard. a great look for you. No. Um, I have a little bit of a beard fixation. That sounds weird, but it's it's <laughs> oh. no. The only reason is that I can't grow one for oh, jack shit. Like okay. nothing. Like yeah. I could not shave for a week, and you'd be like, oh, that's cute. Like you got a little five <laughs> o'clock shadow. It's like it's a it's a seven day shadow actually. Right. Uh, so I'm really jealous. I wish I could grow one. Not oh, that right. I would want one. I just want the option to be able to do it. Right. Well, one day, Shane. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. Man. Maybe not. What do you, what do you think? I'm obviously going to get second puberty. Yeah, 35, pretty much. That's second puberty. You've got a few years still. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll not talk about things that aren't going to happen. Um, so your your fitness career. It's a career now, which is It awesome. is. It is, and you know, ask me a year and a half ago if I would have had a career in fitness, and I would have laughed in your face and kept eating that pizza. <laughs> you don't you just don't eat pizza anymore. Oh no, I <laughs> now no, you no, can no, no. because I can because I'm feeding the body yeah. as opposed to overloading it. So take us back a year and a half. Ago. Um, what was going on in your life? Well, uh, my whole life I've been I'd always been or identified I guess identified myself as a fat kid. Right. You know, was teased as a kid when I was growing up. Just mm-hmm. always the bigger kid in the class. Um, Even though struggled you played with sports? Yeah, well, okay, I played rugby for three years. That was right. the only sport I really played. Okay. Only because my brother played it, and I wanted to impress my brother. Older brother? <laughs> yeah, older brother. Yeah, exactly. How, how many years older? Uh, he's four years older than I am. Wow, so he was super cool. He was like oh, senior, yeah. you're like freshman. It's oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, but just grew up as the bigger kid and struggled with weight my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had tried diets. All kinds of diets. Uh, I don't want to name any of them because some of them are embarrassing. But uh, I've I, I struggled with weight basically. Mm-hmm. And um, about a year and a half ago, I would almost I stepped on the scale and it said like th- it was like three forty eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd I'd looked at that number and I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I'd let myself get that sort of out of hand. And so or my weight. Uh, so I said screw this I don't want to see that number hit 350 Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make some changes and so uh, it was the beginning of a journey that in my mind I'm like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna commit to this and I'm probably gonna give up like I always do Um, but the sort of driving factor this time for me was that that 350 if I you know if 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 I give up then I'm just gonna go past 350 and I'm just gonna be the you know biggest right (laughs) anthem singer that's ever lived well i don't know vancouver's guy used to be pretty he used to be big. oh yeah he used to be huge what was his name uh oh jeez. oh I, shoot i used to know what his name an was. italian name right i think i honestly i can't even remember i know that he calls himself mr canada mr canada <laughs> or mr o canada or something like that again don't mark donnelly there it is yeah 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 he stepped on my foot one time. What? Before he lost all the weight. <laughs> oh! We were down downstairs at the... Uh, this when I lived in Vancouver and going to UBC. Okay. And um, we went to pick up tickets at uh, sort of like the, the will call area. Mm-hmm. And we went inside to like the ticket desk. Right. And it was pretty close to game time. And he just comes, we just hear this door fly open. He comes barreling through. Like, he's obviously late, like, stuck in traffic or something. Uh And he just kind of, I, like, kind of turn around and just get stuck, like, just foot pinned to the floor for a good second. I'm like, oh... And he's like, just like yells, sorry, as he continues to run <laughs> like the penguin. 
I kind of have a story just like that one, actually. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, and then he lost a bunch of weight, which yeah. wouldn't have hurt so much. But yeah, I guess so. Good on him. Good, yeah, good for him. Honestly, like, yeah, it's good. It's, uh, I feel amazing. Um, so yeah, so I decided. You know, people ask. I mean, I've now lost about ninety pounds. I think from from when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of plateaued over the last three or so months. But, okay, but I've I've really I've shifted my focus to to gaining muscle and stuff. So right. um, you know, it's everything feels great. But but uh, I um, people ask, how did you lose the weight? What you know? What did you do? What was what was so? What's the magic key? What's the one thing you did, Rob? Like, tell me, tell me the easy way you did it. Diet and exercise. Yeah, <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple. It's not simple, but it is simple. Like that's that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? It's there's no, you know, I didn't do Bernstein's. I didn't do What's a Bernstein? the Bernstein's diet. Like the that's the where they inject you with with like minerals and vitamins, and it's like a six hundred calorie diet. So you lose like a shit ton of weight. Oh, so you get most of crap ton of weight. You know, you're allowed to swear on this. Okay, so all good, all good, brother. <laughs> Um, so you get most all your nutrients from injections, and then yeah. you just eat the bare minimum food. Pretty much, yeah. The worst thing I've ever heard of, yeah. to be honest. And I never tried. That's one I never tried. Thank okay. goodness. But, but uh, I did do sort of a what was called the slow carb diet. Okay, I've um, heard of that. I don't know what it is. It basically like you're eating really healthy. Um, the only carbs you eat though are beans and lentils. Okay. So you don't you don't eat any breads. You don't eat any potatoes, rice. No potatoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, fruit. Uh, ye- there were a few fruits. It's like a banana, but like not a raspberry. Okay, yeah, maybe I don't remember what the fruits were. I just picked those two. I don't know why raspberries <laughs> to me seem <laughs> raspberries seem, are horrible. They seem more. They're I love so them. They're so oh, tasty. No, I love, I love it's like the better tasting something. You assume it's got to be worse. So raspberries, blackberries, <laughs> right on this fruit spectrum, to me seem worse or like the, than a banana. Bananas just like mm, just I actually love bananas because I slather them in peanut butter. Well, but. yeah, I mean <laughs> that's how you like a banana. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so I could I could eat. It's it's a very limited diet mm-hmm. but the, the the weird or not the weird thing the, the catch with it was you could have you had one cheat day a week and literally the entire day it was the a day. meal you wow. could just go like hog wild and eat whatever you wanted mm-hmm. um and then every other day you stick to this fairly strict not totally tasteless diet though like i i had done lots of different diets where you completely eliminate carbs or yeah. you completely eliminate fat or whatever and right. and whenever you completely eliminate something it's all you want well, of um, course. But you could also have like one to two glasses of wine a night. A night? A night. Like Not even every, on your cheat day. No, like, you could drink yourself silly on your cheat you day. Can do whatever, you can drink whatever the <laughs> hell you want on your cheat day. But but uh, no, a night you could have one to two glasses of wine because it actually didn't impede with your, your fat loss. And so that's where I lost, I think, the most of my weight in combination with... I was going to the gym like twice a day, like yeah. right before work for like an hour and a half and then yeah. right when I got off mm-hmm. just because... It got to the point where I got addicted to going to the gym. Right. And I just, you know, I loved it. I loved seeing the progress. I loved seeing the, the muscle gain. I loved seeing the fat come off, all that kind of thing. Right, so. of course. And at that point, it's probably happening at a pretty rapid pace, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it There was there was probably about a, a six-month period where I was losing weight fairly quickly, mm-hmm. but not unhealthily. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was still, I was eating a lot of food, mm-hmm. feeling really great, still feel great, but I'm not on the slow-carb diet anymore right now just because I can't really look at beans and lentils anymore. 
overdid it. Well, any diet that's not sustainable is is not, you know, um, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, if no, you can't stay on it. Exactly, right? exactly. Um, so yeah, it was through that. Uh, this is a big long story. No, this is great. Drag it out. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not it like your anthem where you have to be. How long is the anthem? It's like, uh, well, I think combined, I think it's four and a half minutes if I do both anthems. Right. Okay. I think. And you got to be pretty on that because people, I gotta broadcast be. gets mad. If oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, you sl- you slowed that down by like three seconds. You got to, you know. Time is money. Up. We're yeah. selling ads right? here. We're a corporation. They're not here for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody ever said that. Nobody ever said that. I love OEG. They never said that. But uh, that's, that, that's, that's actually my mindset. Right. Right. I'll always approach the anthems with they're not here for me mm-hmm. I'm not gonna you know <laughs> sing the crap out of the anthems and extend it by five minutes they're not gonna go whoa hold on let's yeah, just yeah, pause yeah. that game let's bring that singer back come here. on this is me and yeah. I'm gonna sing really loudly and really long no yeah. no no I've never thought that I've always thought I'm gonna give them the honor that they're due but I'm also going to get out of the way because people <laughs> just want to see hockey um we got, side we, yeah, we got distracted. What were you saying? <laughs> so we were talking about my fitness. Yes, fitness. Uh, so it was it was through all of that weight loss and and going to the gym and you know figuring things out that way where I realized I actually had a passion for it, a mm-hmm. passion for for myself and for seeing results, but also because I'm naturally a person that likes helping people in any way that I can, even mm-hmm. though I don't have a lot of skills. Okay. Um, I thought this would be a really great way for me to help people because I can relate to a lot of people that are struggling or, right. or trying to start or trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I was working at a really shitty job. Uh, <laughs> hopefully none of these people hear this, but I hope I was they working, do. I was and I hope in, they clean their act up because if it was a <laughs> shitty company, then then they need to get it together. Well, I was at Sherwood Park Toyota and, and, and I shouldn't, the job itself was shitty. The people weren't. Um, okay. I liked, I liked working for, uh, like Art Angelski is the head of that, uh, of that dealership, the dealer principal, um, and loved working for him. Really, really great guy. I just didn't, I, the job was, was mind numbing. I yeah, hated it. Yeah, that's so fair. Um, you're too, are you too creative of a person to get strapped? Well, to, yeah, something? to go from performing professionally on stage for 10 years to a job where I was literally not helping anybody or doing yeah. anything creative, Were at least in my paperwork? mind. Uh, a lot, lot of paperwork, just a lot of data entry, some babysitting in terms of, because I was a delivery coordinator for, for right. them. And so we were in charge of the detailers. Um, and there would always be fights between the detailers and it's just like, you guys are all grown men. Can we just please clean these cars and get them for delivery? Right. It's a lot of management there. Yeah, it was. And it just, it wasn't fulfilling in any way. Right. So I, um, I decided, you know what I want to, I need to leave this because it's not helping me mentally at all. Um, and, uh, I applied for a, fitness consultant position at World Health mm-hmm. in Sherwood Park. And had you been training there before you? I had been. It? That's okay. the gym that I'd been going yeah. to. For and who was training you there? I ha- Well, sorry. I had been training myself. Oh. Um, that He's- being said, I, I did, because when you sign up at World Health, at least at the time, yeah. you got a free, two free personal uh, training sessions. Right. Um, and so the guy, his name was Mark Campbell. His name is still Mark Campbell because he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was one of the trainers there at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a really, really great guy mm-hmm. um, because he gave me a plan. He knew that I couldn't afford training, um, you know, even though they're trained to like, well, you know, 
can you really put a value on they want a on real health, yen with right? those free but at the same sessions. time I'm like yes I can put a value on my health and it's two hundred dollars you know yeah. like I can't I can't afford this um, four f- kids at home four yeah, miles four to kids feed. right exactly and two dogs um, <laughs> but they're you know whatever animal farm um, pretty much but uh, so he gave me a plan to start with mm-hmm. and and I would I would just kind of do my own thing with it. And he was usually around at the gym and he said, if you ever have questions right. and I'm not obviously training with somebody, mm-hmm. pull me aside and say, hey, how do I do this? Or yeah. what can I do here? And he was he would he would spend like 15, 20 minutes with me mm-hmm. when he probably could have been out prospecting or, or you know, finding clients. He uh, but he took the time to work with me. Good and, for him. To me, that made you. all the difference in the world. I've, yeah. I've met, he knows that I've like I've like he knows that I appreciate. But you're loyal for about. life now to him, right? Because mm. of because of those few moments. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, really, like an hour here, an hour there, a few yeah. moments in the course of your life. But now he's got a loyal friend. Like oh, absolutely, a, a loyal supporter in you. Yeah, absolutely. So vital to do that for people. Totally, totally, and like you don't realize, I think. This, I guess the seeds that you plant, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. You never know that one little piece of advice or that, that one inspirational quote you, you posted on Instagram or whatever. You have <laughs> no idea if it's going to help somebody or not. Um, the people posting the quotes are typically not the people that <laughs> that you want to follow. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to say, like, those inspirational quotes drive, drive me nuts. Right. Um, but I get it. I mean, yeah. you get wrapped up in something and you've got all the feel-good hormones going oh, yeah. in you. Like I want everyone to feel this way. I'm going to post a quote about it. You know. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what did Mark have you doing when you first started? Like, were you focusing just solely on the basics? Did sounds like he knew what he was doing, so he wasn't having you do crazy stuff off the bat. Uh, no, it wasn't crazy stuff off the bat. I'm trying to remember. I believe it was like a, I did like a push pull leg, um, three day split. Three day split. Yeah. And because he knew I was coming to the gym pretty much every day mm-hmm. um he did say you have to take a day off you because you're, you're gonna you know you're gonna burn <laughs> yourself out um on my day off i would still come and, and do cardio yeah um but uh, yeah it was it was push pull leg day of rest push pull leg and i did that for probably a good four months mm-hmm. um and he was there for only i think like two of them because he left uh, to go back to school and I think he studied kinesiology or I think he went to become a I don't I, honestly I don't even 100% know so I'm not going to say anything but okay. but um, yeah so I, I would ask questions he would say well you know do this if you want to change things up because I'd be like I'm kind of getting bored of this exercise he's like well I'll try this one and I'm like oh you know my mind was blown like I could have just gone online and right. found this all out myself right but because I knew he was there and that he'd answer my questions like it was just mm-hmm. yeah he was invaluable to me as as a sort of a guide to start my fitness journey. So he got you got you kind of up and running on your own, yep. which is so vital. I think a lot of people get into the gym with the trainer and the, the trainers often aren't looking to train themselves out of a job, right? Right. They're just, they want to maybe consciously, subconsciously, maybe whatever, I'm not going to imply. Mm-hmm. But you, you teach a little bit of learned helplessness because yeah. otherwise you don't have a job. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, um, there's always, always ways to grow and improve, I'm sure. But, but anyway, so, so then when do you, you quit your job at Toyota yep. and then you took, uh, you applied to be the fitness consultant. Applied to be fitness consultant at, uh, at World Health. Um, and they, they took me, <laughs> took me in right away. And <laughs> I found that my position as the Oilers anthem singer has gotten me a lot of things that I either didn't deserve 
or like I got the jo- honestly I got the job at Toyota because I was the anthem singer. Right. My interview literally was well. Usually we ask for references, but you know a lot of people know who you are. <laughs> so here's the job. Do you want it? Right. You know, and it's just like <laughs> like I didn't deserve this. Like oh, no, man. get references that's mess from with, me. That's gonna mess with your head a little bit. A little bit. It. it I try and stay as as grounded as I can, but it's. <laughs> It's hard. It, all I do is sing. Like I said, I just sing two songs, and yeah. people think I'm like the most trustworthy person in the sometimes, world. Not that I'm not. Sometimes but, just one. Yeah. Sometimes you. Sometimes call just it. one. Yeah. Sometimes just the Canadian anthem. <laughs> but uh, so that I, that was part of it, um, and also they they'd known about my fitness, mm-hmm. sort of my own personal journey, and, and they could see that I was passionate about it. So so uh, they started me as the most entry level position you can yeah um, what color shirt you, the red shirt or was it the uh, blue well, shirt apparently I was supposed to have worn the red shirt but I was wearing the blue shirt because I didn't have a red one at oh the time. so you were manager then well yeah or like the the membership director wears yeah wears the blue shirt gotcha. um, but I had a blue shirt too and but he's an anthem singer let him wear yeah, whatever he, shirt he wants whatever to color wear. he wants right he can wear pink <laughs> whatever he wants to do he can he's wear an periwinkle artist. blue if you want sensitive. it sensitive <laughs> yes. he's an artist don't get him don't get him angry. <laughs> the voice translates to It'll physical screen. <laughs> Everyone will talk about it. He'll sing about us. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I started there, and, and I also was... My goal in applying uh, for a position at a gym was I wanted to be a personal trainer. Right. Um, and so they knew that, and, and sure enough, I, I went and got my... I'm not fully finished yet, but I... I I started the CanFit Pro mm-hmm. um, certification, and you know, did the weekend classes, and and did my. I've done my theory exam. I just need to do my practical exam, right? Which is going to happen at some point. But okay. um, yeah, and so that's that's kind of where I am today. Apart from what I'm currently doing, mm-hmm. which I guess I could talk about now. This if you is, want. Of course, <laughs> you could talk about now. You've been posting all over social media. I have. Everybody ever, anybody that knows me knows that I. You're fall, you're more famous than I am. So you've already you've already <laughs> That's not you've true. already put it out there. Um, so just kidding. I love all my fans. <laughs> Shades fans are awesome. Um, <laughs> um, so with World Health, what happened was the club shut down in Sherwood Park mm-hmm. um, unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. At least to me, uh, there's more to that story. But right. honestly, we we uh, just missed each other there by like not a lot of time. When did you start working out there? At uh, the Sherwood Park location, yeah. um, would have been like end of January of 2017. Yeah, I I went there for almost two years regularly until August 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we just missed each other by not. No, a we Sherwood did. Park. Were you in? Did you live in Sherwood Park? I worked out in Sherwood Park. Oh, so I commuted okay. out there every day. Oh, okay, um, but I lived in Riverdale. Oh, okay, gotcha. That pleasant little neighborhood in the middle of downtown, which right. is, no one knows about. Um, that little, yeah, that little gym. What's the name of the guy that you were in New York with? Francois? Francois. Francois. So he was my initial, like, oh, welcome to World Health. I'll sign you up kind of Oh, guy. okay. Did my, like, stand on, get your biometric things. But I had been training myself for a long, long time. So right. I was like, look, I'm going to level with you. I'm not getting personal training session. I know session. what I'm doing. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, let's measure your fat, and we'll do it again in a couple of weeks, or yeah. whatever you want to do, and have have at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, interestingly enough, because he's he's now, I'm now working with him again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sherpark, Park, the World Health location in Sherpark Park closed down. Um, I got transferred to the Jasper Ave location mm-hmm. uh, with my the manager, Rhonda Netto, and, and Scott Etier, who was the membership director at Sherwood Park. So all three of us actually moved to 
the new, not the new location, but but the, a different location, the, the downtown, downstairs, one of the downtown Downstairs locations. one? Yeah, the one yeah. that has the basement. When did you move there? That would have been, uh, I think that was beginning of March. So you and I just missed each other there. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I worked out there pretty regularly until, until I joined Good Life. Oh, okay. In like January, February. Okay, yeah. That's funny that we just keep missing <laughs> by a few again. months. But at that point, I would have known who you were. Yeah, I guess so. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we and we had been talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on Instagram. Yep, because I started listening to the podcast. We're in, we insta met. We did insta meet. Uh, there's a lot of people I've insta met that I still haven't. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a new thing. Like it's not going to be weird in a couple of years. Everyone's going to be oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I met them on Instagram, and no one's going to look twice. Yeah, you're still one of the first guys that messaged me, and and like still to this day, I've got that note saved and really appreciate it. Really? Yeah, just like out of the blue, like. Of course, friends go like, hey, good job on the podcast. Right. And you're like, you don't listen. Like, and, <laughs> which is fine. I don't care. Everyone's busy. But uh, but to like have people that aren't directly associated with you reach out and say like, hey, I really like it. And keep right. on doing your thing is like super cool because it's the first time I've ever done anything where I put myself out there before. Right. right? Oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. It was very meaningful. For Thank all you I knew, it was that you've been doing it for a while and I'm just, just some random guy. I'm like, these are great. Like... I don't remember which was, what was the first one that I listened to. Yeah, who got you on the hook? I'm curious. Oh, was, was it Andrew was, and Dean? It might have been. It might have been Andrew and Dean. Those guys were the best. Those they're they're awesome. So much fun. And I think actually I think that's how I met them was through your podcast. Oh, that's how I started listening to their podcast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, their podcast is good. They're, way better. Is. Way better than mine. No, no, just different. <laughs> just different. They're just different. They focus on strictly fitness, and you've got a much wider scope. Of I don't have a scope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm consistently outside of my scope. Oh, there's nothing wrong with I that. I just had the director of uh, the Advanced Man Machine Interface Laboratory from U of A. <laughs> I know, right? He was great, by the way. That one will come out this <laughs> year. Wow, that's cool. So I have no scope. <laughs> no, but, but that's that, that's what makes your podcast interesting, because you talk to people from all aspects of of work of of you know the arts uh, sports you know all that kind of thing so this, I think that's yeah. this is true I try to give everyone a shot yeah which is which is really cool <laughs> which I mean I am having been one of your listeners to just to be on this is like are you nervous no I mean it's a huge honor I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous yeah um, the guy sings in front of 20,000 people <laughs> nervous when one little snowball mic is of- on in front of you. <laughs> no I mean just because like I don't know like this this whole anthem thing like just <laughs> snowball into so many different that's like what my interviews. Mic is called like, <laughs> snowball. snowball, right? It totally. I, maybe that's why I said it. Um, <laughs> but you know, since the the playoffs, like or during the playoffs, yeah. like I had there was one day where I had six different media um, appointments. Like it was just, it, it was insane. It's unreal how that happened. So yeah. like, and and it was all just kind of a shock to me. Like, yeah, I'm used to performing in front of people, but. Mm. This is like speaking, yeah, fans like you're a rock star now, yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah, that's yeah, really cool. True. Uh, okay, so you move. We'll get back on track here. <laughs> but I love that side note. Um, so you moved to the Jasper Ave location. Moved to Jasper Ave location. Uh, wasn't there for very long before I realized um, I just I didn't belong in that location. I loved the Sherwood Park World Health location. Yeah. Um, I love Sherwood Park. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, uh, that's where I mean, it's where obviously we live. It's where my kids go to school, and to sort of commute downtown to a completely different crowd, um, reestablish relationships where I just I don't know. It, it no wasn't parking. a parking. No, no parking. <laughs> right. It took forever to get there, and and it was just it was too different for me. Um, 
and so I I left because I had already gotten my personal training or I had done my my written exam and so I was gonna go do my practical and start training mm-hmm. um, and then I hear that my manager the same manager that came with me from from the Shore Park location um, to the Jasper application uh, also quit mm-hmm. um, because she didn't like it there either mm-hmm. um, and got an offer from uh, a franchise in the States called I Love Kickboxing and uh, she knew the the franchise owner that that wanted to buy the franchise here in, in uh, Edmonton mm-hmm. and he just he came to her and he said you know what I've got this you know I, I want you to sort of be the head of these franchises because he plans on opening probably about four or five within the Edmonton area within the next wow. five years yeah um, kickboxing is taken kickboxing off. right um, and so Rhonda I had a really good relationship with Rhonda who is the, the manager or the, the GM of both locations of World Health and uh, she said do you want to come in for an interview? Uh, our, our franchise owner, Vishal is his name, wants to meet you and, mm-hmm. and talk about potentially becoming an instructor for kick, for I Love Kickboxing. Right. And initial reaction, I said, I have to think about this because how much kickboxing have I done in my life? Right. None. Like, <laughs> not even, I've never even like, t- I hadn't even touched a bag or anything by right. that point. Right. Quick side note yep. question. Um, before you had started training, before you started working out, do you, and since then, have you found that your mindset has become a lot more open and a lot absolutely more, uh, uh, confident in your ability to accomplish, whether it's physical or not? Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy, like right? insane, actually. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I feel like like people approach me with with ideas and things that before I would just be like, no, I'm you know I'm not gonna do that. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, things fitness related. I'm I'm um, much more open to doing that kind of thing. But but uh, yeah, like my mind has been just completely changed, completely open to, to suggestions. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I I took spin classes for a couple of months that I like I never would have even considered doing that because right. all I could think about is how much I would sweat. And I still do like an insane amount of sweat <laughs> when I do those, but. But I never would have even considered doing that. Like, right. and my brother's a huge outdoors person, and so he always wanted me to come do hikes with him. And I'm like, like I'm so out of shape. I don't want to do any of this. Like, I'm not. I'm just going to be like a. But a he's giant so rock cool, right? I want to impress, I need him, to impress so him so bad. And we did do one, but like it was killer. Like I, I hurt for weeks after that hike. Yeah. But uh, since then, like. I've I've been sort of pushing him to do more, and and yeah. he's you know he's been really busy, and we haven't been able to do much. But but like I just I want to do stuff. Like it's I, just, it's, I love that it just extends into other aspects yeah. of your life, other than just physical stuff. Like Absolutely. you carry yourself more, you talk differently. Like mm-hmm. just it's 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 so valuable. And totally. It's, it's to me like yeah like being in shape, looking good is one thing, mm-hmm. but like the confidence it instills and the empowerment it gives you is so well. So that's it, and that's essential. the whole aspect that I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't realize. I knew that I was going to lose weight and I was going to be able to stop shopping at the big and tall store. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I hated shopping there because it was ugly clothes and overpriced and I just, I was so tired of being huge. Right. Um, but I, I was not prepared for that mental shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in, exactly, in, in the sort of, like, like, I'm just, I'm open to just doing so many more things that I just wouldn't have even imagined. Doing. And one of those things is, Kickboxing. How many how many items of clothing have you had to get rid of? Lots. Your whole closet. I still have two. I, I keep sort of 
reducing all the clothes that I have into bags, and I've got two big bags that I need to donate. But like, yeah. I could probably fill another one. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't just, seen many people in need your size though. <laughs> not usually. <laughs> not that, usually. I don't know if that's bad to say or not, but. Oh no no I, no! Like it. Yeah, I just. It's it's great. Like just recently, I needed a tuxedo for a thing that I sang at, and uh, I I thought that I would fit into this one tuxedo that I used to fit into, mm-hmm. and I I went and tried it on. This was the day before the concert. I probably should have <laughs> should have done this a couple of weeks before the at least concert. It's, at least was an hour before, <laughs> right? Um, and I realized it was massive on me. Like right. I just I it just looked like a tent, mm-hmm. and so I put out on social media, and I'm like. Anybody my size, like, you know, I'm 36 waist, 46, 48 jacket. Like, does anybody have anything? And any, any right away, heads? somebody responded. Really? Yeah, he was 6'2", had a 36 waist tux. Um, the jacket was a little bit snug, but like... Worked. Yeah, name What's is Jason that, yeah. Gold. Jason, thank you for your tuxedo. I Thanks, still have Jay. To, yeah. Did you give it back? I, not yet. Oh, you uh, still have it? Well, I just did the concert with last weekend. Oh, okay. So... I have to, I have to drop it off. But chances uh, are he hasn't needed it in the last week. <laughs> probably not. Well, he said he's like, I use this like maybe once a year. So right. <laughs> yeah, who owns a tux? I have like three. None that, I used to none that fit. Of, none that fit anymore. Yeah. I probably, you know what? If somebody's like, just take the bit and get them tailored, and that was something I never did because mm-hmm. I just kept getting bigger. Right. So you can't. You can't really, let stuff out. Always. <laughs> you can't make shirts. Well, you can make shirts bigger. It just looks ridiculous. Right. Um, so the idea bad. of tailoring all my clothes was just like what. Yeah. You can do that? <laughs> New lease on stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. ever think of that either. But anyway, side yeah. note. Another side <laughs> note. Um, so kickboxing. So um, has the studio opened yet? No. We are opening um, June 8th is our opening date. Okay. So not not tomorrow, but next Friday Right. is the plan. Mm-hmm. How's the training process been going for you? Uh, crazy. Yeah. Like just very intense. A whole lot of new stuff. Um, because I'd never... Like, I never even watched MMA. Like, I never watched any of the wrestling growing up or anything like that. I was never a violent person. Not that you have to be a violent person to watch that stuff, but it was it never interested me, right. I should say. Um, until I started doing it. And then I realized, I feel like a fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> there <stuff>. it is. <laughs> like, I, I just felt... It felt empowering. It felt manly. Yeah, like, it's just... that primal... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that spirit. Like, you get into it, and you get the punches and the kicks right, and you're just like... I'm amazing. Like, do you <laughs> feel like you're, you're, you know, could take on anybody? But uh, I love it. I really, really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have to teach to people, so I need to make sure I look like I love it. <laughs> right, of course. So what was, uh, like, when you first started, what, what was an aspect of it that you struggled with or was most challenging for you? Um, just the whole kickboxing aspect of it the sales part <laughs> everything was fine. Well, pretty much yeah <laughs> apart from the sales because i'd done sales at world health right um and i was never comfortable with sales when i when i came like had done none and i thought i'm yeah. never going to be in a sales you guys want to come to the gym or? yeah exactly like uh, but i i found out or i discovered at world health that i can sell this because i love it right um, and you believe in it and i believe in it so so selling somebody membership wasn't me just trying to you know fill a quota it was me like this is going to change your life. Trust me. Like, I was there. I was there. Exactly. And and so it just came really naturally. So so that aspect, same, same thing applies to, to I Love Kickboxing. Um, but the whole kickboxing aspect, like it's th- that's been a very steep learning curve right. for me. However, when I went to New York, I realized that I was definitely not the most amateur kickboxer there. Oh, that's um, good. Because we were all there as 
new trainers as new yeah. as new instructors. So I love kickboxing brought you out there. For, they did. Okay, yep. and it was a whole like um, franchisee sort of training seminar. Yep. So from different cities, they all came in, or yep, absolutely, mostly from the states. There were a few because there's not a lot of, of studios in the st- in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's about three three or four hundred in the states. Holy shit! Um, so they're big. Yeah. What's the name like? It sounds like tacky, but what's it? I love kickboxing. I love kickboxing. That's it, the name. Oh. Um, and, I thought and maybe there's a story there, like. There, you know what? There probably is. I should probably learn it. <laughs> maybe it's just like a play on the subconscious. Like you say it enough times, and you start believing it. Probably yeah. right. Um, like the 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 owner. I th- not. I think the owner of the, the entire thing. Um, was big into martial arts and always had been his whole life mm-hmm. um, and decided that he wanted to start his own kind of thing. And, and it's uh, what it is. It's not just kickboxing. You do like a hit workout, like a high intensity interval training workout for about 15 minutes. And then you do stretches and then you do a series of six different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And then you end with kind of like a cool down. So the backgrounds take up the bulk of it, but you it's not just hitting and kicking stuff. Okay. So... So it's like overall, not just like strength training. It's like you need to be fit as hell. Well, you don't need to be fit to do it, um, because we that and that's 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 kind of the whole thing with I love kickboxing is that they really focus on this is a workout for everybody, right? Whether you think you can kickbox or not, like come and try it out. You're probably gonna sweat like crazy and yeah. and be sore afterwards, but you know, like. You'll get better, you'll improve, you'll gain confidence, kind of all that, you know. Yeah, what I mean is everyone working at max capacity or 80%, 90%, everyone giving it your all is yeah. going to be hard. It's, oh, yeah. And it's not just like, hey, here, lift a bunch of weight. It's like, no, you're up, down, around. Oh, yeah, you're all over the place. Sweating your ass off. It, it's insane doing backgrounds how tired your arms actually get, Yeah. right? Because the gloves that you wear, there is a weight to them, mm-hmm. and so your arms just get tired from all the punching you do sort of thing. It's amazing how your brain just like... Like turns to jelly. Yeah, and you're that tired. Oh yeah, you're like like flailing. You're like, how come I can't move my arms yeah. and my body? It's like I I go to the gym like four times a week. Why is this so hard? But it is hard. It's hard. But it's, it's something different. Exactly. Had you done much cardio before that, or just focus on the strength training? Um, I had kind of stopped cardio just because I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because, like, cardio really shouldn't be, like, hop on the treadmill and run for no. half an hour, right? Cardio should be play a sport or, yeah. or you know, go um, biking or, yeah. you know, do the stairs. I love the stairs. We're still going for the stairs, right? Yes, we are. I've, okay. I've still never done them. So, okay. let's, and again, year and a half ago, me would have been like, F, no, I'm not going on those stairs. But, yeah. I'm going to pull up the forecast. And we're going to pick a day. <laughs> Sweet. I, I'm a fair weather stair guy. I okay. I don't do it in the rain. No rain. Okay. Okay, we got a little sun next week. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe. Or Thursday. Yeah. Okay, perfect. No, I'll You've do it. You've committed to that on, I am, on I'm a podcast. I'm on a podcast saying I will do those stairs. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, because you don't do it, you didn't do it, you don't do it because you hate it. That's understandable. Yeah, no, exactly. But this um, is a great cardio workout, too. It's it's an insane cardio workout. And and the, the thing about it is, you know, people are like, oh, am I going to lose muscle if I do kickboxing? Mm-hmm. It's like, absolutely you won't. Yeah. I think, I think if anything, it'll complement anybody's. Yeah, it sounds like I'm need, trying to sell it on your podcast. I'm sorry if that's what it comes across as. Right, but, that's, that's okay. But that was one of my concerns going into right. it. I'm like, I don't want to lose. I want to lose the gains. And you know? realize, no, it's because if you eat enough, you won't. Right? Yeah. If you eat the proper diet. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I'm just, you know, this is, 
I'm just going to lean the crap out from doing stuff like this. Like, I'm really excited to do it. So, What are your personal fitness goals now? Now that you got to a spot that you're, you know, comfortable, you said you're not looking at the scale anymore. You're, right. You're looking at how you feel and what you look like and, and how the body moves. Right. Um, I, I just, I find they're always changing. But currently, I would say, like, I still want to lose my i guess sort of my 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 one goal right now is to see abs okay yeah <laughs> i've never seen my abs right. right um i still can't see them but uh i would love to to drop you know some more fat so that i can mm -hmm. i can eventually see those abs but again like i'm not that's not my that's not my main motivation i just want to stay healthy i want to stay the not the way i am but but just continue to continue improve. to improve yeah. exactly of course yeah and that's the best way to look at it, right? Like, it's good to set your sort of, like, intermittent goals like, mm -hmm. throughout the years just because you can get lost. Like, honestly, like, just going to the gym, you know, you can go a year without, like, really changing anything. You're like, right. what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I should pick a goal and I should work towards that. Mm -hmm. right? It's true. And I, I feel like I'm at a point where I need – I know, like, I'm at, I'm at 260. I want to be at 240. That's kind of my next goal. Mm -hmm. Weight. Mm -hmm. But, again, because I'm doing – 95% weightlifting in the gym, like that's going to go really slowly. Yeah. Um, but yet yeah. your body's going to morph to what you think 240 looks like pretty quick. Yeah. Right? Like there's no quicker way to burn off fat than to build muscle. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand, right? Yeah, exactly. The leanest I've ever been, actually, I am right now lean, but mm -hmm. I was just also the strongest I'd ever been. Right. I was lifting the heaviest in all, bench dead and um, squats, mm -hmm. but I was like, and I'd stopped drinking for like two or three months at that point. Oh, wow. And so everyone was like, are you sick? Like, you look like thin. I'm like, no, asshole. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually the healthiest. I feel amazing. I'm, I'm the healthiest <laughs> I've ever been in my life. But no, I appreciate your concern yeah, for thanks. my gaunt appearance <laughs> but it's it's just funny how people you know get used to you being the one way and yeah and yeah life changes oh totally like i think i just saw somebody we because we, i also my wife and i uh detail cars mm -hmm. um which is a, like a mobile detailing car service and we just saw somebody we hadn't seen since last year um and uh she was like the only thing that I recognize on you is the beard. Like she was, she was just completely. She thought I just look like a completely different person. Yeah. Um, which was it, it, it's it's nice to hear stuff like that. Of right? course, yeah. Like you, you know, it shows that yeah, your progress has made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Obviously, on what people uh, perceive you as, but but then it just kind of yeah. I feel great. I feel awesome. What uh, have you picked up on any subtle nuances in how people talk to you, or react to you? Like, are people more... Like, because of the weight loss, yeah, you mean? People more attentive, or people um, more patient, and... Well, maybe not necessarily subtle, but, like, like I've talked to a lot more fitness people mm -hmm. that, you know, had I not done any of this, I wouldn't have met... I, like, I probably wouldn't have met you, I wouldn't mm -hmm. have met Dean or Andrew, I wouldn't have met... TJ um, and those Yeah, guys. like, all sorts of people. Um, I guess so. I guess that's that's just because of what I was doing. But uh, like subtle, I'm just trying to think. Like, do people treat me any differently? Not so much because of the weight loss. I would just I would say because I'm the anthem singers. <laughs> just kind of what people. <laughs> they're more starstruck than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Since the playoffs, I don't. I think there were a lot of people that didn't even realize I sang the anthem until right. the playoffs happened because it was so highly televised and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
because the the year after the playoffs or the season after the playoffs, like I was getting recognized all over the place. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, I take the LRT in and nobody would bat an eye or whatever. He's like, oh, it's a guy in a suit, got an Oilers tie on. He's probably yeah. going to the Oilers game. Yeah. Um, Why are you wearing a suit to like, the game, man? Where's your yeah, jersey? Like, seriously? Like, how boring are you? Where do you get to sit when you sing the anthem? I don't have a seat. Oh, no. Um, Where do they put you? I can, I can go wherever I want in the building. Oh, okay. So I can, like, walk around and kind of stand in different spots. And yeah. And I've got a few favorite spots that I like to stand in, but... but uh, no, like if I've got friends there, I'll go and say hi to them. But no, yeah. I don't. I don't have a seat there, and I, I didn't either at at Rexall or or at Rogers. But uh, it's fun just to stand and watch, honestly. Well, yeah, you get all the different vantage points. Yeah, and... yeah, absolutely. Like I can go up to like the really really rich areas and kind of stand <laughs> there, and I'm just mm, I belong like here. down on the peasants. <laughs> down. Oh, on. look, he's in a tux. He must be really rich. <laughs> he knows exactly. <laughs> he knows exactly who he is, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I love, and I love Rogers Place. I think it's a really sweet building. Um, your kids, are they in any sports? What do they no. do? What's their deal? <laughs> no? What are you laughing at? It's just funny because I'm, I'm so immersed in the sports and fitness world now, but yeah. my kids still follow kind of what... <laughs> I mean, neither my wife and I um, were very athletic people mm-hmm. ever. Um so like my oldest, he I mean he wants to be a pilot. He's in Air Cadets. He plays he plays French horn. What the so hell is Air Cadets? Air Cadets. At so it's 14? like Yeah. Well, you can actually you can actually join Cadets uh, at twelve. Okay. And there's there's one of three sort of uh, disciplines. So there's Air Cadets. Um, I think they're called Sea Cadets or Navy Cadets. I don't remember. And then uh, Army Cadets. Right. So it's all it's all done through the Air government. Land and sea, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So this your son's like four years away from killing people. You realize that? Pretty much. In a fighter pilot. In a, well, he wants to be a commercial pilot. And oh, okay. Well, the reason de- definitely shouldn't kill people. <laughs> yeah. Don't kill people. <laughs> Stay away from the killing people <laughs> and just get them safely to where they need to go. But he, uh, no, he. Um, you could join Air Cadets and get your pilot's license, and it's all funded through the government. Oh, that's awesome. Um, normally, it's like, I don't know, I'm totally guessing here, but like 10000 bucks to get your pilot's license. Sure. Whereas okay. that's all going to be paid for yeah. if he finishes Air Cadet. Right. And um, it probably teaches him discipline. And a oh, bunch, yeah. A bunch of other Absolutely. skills. And, and he looks cute in his little uniform. You know, like... <laughs> Whenever they do their vital, parades. vital, super for important parents. for parents, yeah. right? Um, and oh, then my this, other, this uh, is my cadet child. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Here's a picture of him in his full uniform. Yeah. He's so smart. Um, I love my kids. He is very smart. But uh, no, and then my second oldest is big into technology and and not like just typical kid things minus sports. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not a kid anymore, though. I feel like it sometimes. I just, so I don't know what they're doing. Are they on Snapchat or are they? Well, are my they, oldest is on Instagram. They, he follows you on Instagram? Um, I'm not. Yeah, he does. I'm not letting them. Does he like your photos? He does like my That's photos. That's very nice of him. It is very nice of he him. He hasn't rebelled yet, has he? Not yet. Actually, it's, it's weird because he's a te- he's full teenager. He's got his learner's license and yeah. everything. They can still get um, it at 14? At 14? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. Crazy. It's uh, We haven't gone out driving very often because I'm not the best driving instructor oh. I've learned. Do you get angry? Or you... I am an angry driver in general. Yeah. So to you know have somebody that has no idea what they're doing. You've got the I... voice to yell at people at the window too. <laughs> hey, asshole. You can just ask my wife. Like She's heard a lot of, of just bad, bad things in the car. Um, but I'm, I'm also a very defensive driver. So I'm super angry, but really defensive. Because yeah. Yeah. I think I'm amazing. But... Uh, I, why'd you switch lanes? That guy two blocks ahead. Yeah. I saw him swerve. I knew he was going to do it. He didn't might. even use his freaking turning signal. Yeah. 
Some people. I'm, I'm reading the book right now, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> because, I, heard, I heard that book's good. Because I give I give way too many fucks about way too many things. Yeah. Um, one of them being in traffic. And I've, I'm, I've been catching myself a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Just like, why does it matter? Just don't give a fuck. A couple deep belly breaths, right? <laughs> right. Just like... Just breathe it out. Yeah. They didn't We're, use it for example. Maybe they only have one arm and they can't. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's... Probably the most likely but then, scenario. But then the angry part of me is like, well, then they shouldn't be driving. You know? like, <laughs> I'm just horrible behind the wheel. Um, <laughs> Who the hell gave that one-armed person a license? <laughs> I thought this wasn't allowed. I'm going to uh, report this one-armed bastard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And then I don't do anything about it because I'm just a chicken. But Well, I assume you're going to be kicking heads off. <laughs> I know, right? Well, bags. We don't actually fight people Yeah. in I Love Kickboxing. It's all bag work. You don't so. talk about it. I get it. Right. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. What happens? In what happens in I Love Kickboxing? Definitely. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we don't talk. About what about the younger two? The younger two. Um, uh, so the younger two. So my youngest is six. She's she's like the only girl in the mm-hmm. family. She just likes typical girl things like princesses and she doesn't like pink though. She likes she likes like it's like aquamarine or something. I don't know. Aquamarine. That's because my wife likes that. Like color. one of the like the jade thing. Kind of like that. A little more blue than that. Oh, okay. Actually, more more this blue. Yeah, that's the one I was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. That I don't know where it came from either. Oh, it's like, like a, that whole thing. You have no idea where it the came top from. two things. I don't know where those came from. <laughs> Everything else has been placed. I set deck that. <laughs> These are just. They literally just showed up. I have no idea. I just noticed them. <laughs> They're it's very like, nice. It's though. like a Chinese jade statue. Well, it ma- did, ma- maybe Japanese. I think it ties the whole thing in, really. Yeah, you I, think so? No, the actually, Asian I'm cultural lying. influence <laughs> with the baseball in the top of the vase. Yes. Boz, vase, whatever. Uh, I see. Anyway, I and then there's Lucic and the Giants. Um, right. And the Giants outfit, the bobblehead. And nice. my my award for best son. Best son? Yeah, right? that's from mom. Are you the only son or are you? you are, yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I like to say best. You could say only. Either way, same there thing. There you go. They're the same. Mom. Just making you feel good. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what we were talking about. You're talking about your kids. She likes yes. typical girl stuff and likes aquamarines. Yeah. yeah, I'm on top of this. There you go. So yeah, yeah, get distracted. You, you know. And the youngest, another boy. Youngest, so he he's kind of like our. He's got like developmental delays, so he's got ADHD. Mm-hmm. It's actually called combined type, so ADD and ADHD. Oh, okay. Um, which sounds very destructive. He's not the destructive type of ADHD though. We right. just he used to escape the house all the time and just run. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and and what did you do? Did we, you build well, we had the police involved a couple of times because you know we we turn our backs literally for one second. And yeah, he's just, and he's gone. He's out the door. Um, he's not running away per se. No, right? he, he just, just likes to run. He's just he's like he's like Forrest Gump. He just gets out the door and he's like, I'm just gonna run, you know, and just. <laughs> I think I'll stop running. Now. Yeah, right. I think I'm done now. Um, <laughs> so he sounds like he could get into sports. He probably could. You know what? And we need to... We, we've thought about it a lot. Like, he, we need to channel a lot of his energy. He's on medication for it now, so he doesn't He doesn't escape the house at all anymore. Yeah. Um, just just drool, be, drools on the couch? Just, he just kind of <laughs> lies there. We poke him with a stick and, like, feed him liquids. And, um, we are not like that. See, That's not true. food blended again, honey? <laughs> yeah, you like that? Let's blend his chicken. No, he's actually probably... He's got the most personality of of all of our kids yeah oh yeah like and he just says the funniest things but but uh all those conditions and they they can be debilitative to some but they can be a strength if you channel absolutely absolutely um 
actually the doctor I just had on, um, he said he was dyslexic as he's going through like grad and doctorate school, PhD. Oh, wow. and, and But he said it, it forced him to learn how to read quicker. Because oh, okay. in dyslexia, if you focus too much on the individual word, you start screwing them up and reversing them. So oh, he learned okay. how to speed read and that helped him tremendously wow. in his studies. So there's like cool weakness that all of a sudden you flip on its head and, and use it to your advantage. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he might be like an all-star entrepreneur. Like Honestly, I, business. I think he's going to be very successful in life. He just, he's nuts. <laughs> I, like, uh, we're going to save this, kid. and in 10 years, we're going to play this episode yeah. for him. This is going to be the best. Josh is going to be like, Dad. <laughs> I can't believe you nuts. said that, Dad. You only talked about me. That's so cool. You didn't talk about the other ones. I did. I talked about Sam, the pilot, and Ben. He likes technology. Yeah. Your kids are all going to work together. Like you're going to have this like super group of kids. Oh, you're yeah. like the Incredibles. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much am. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I think I, the anthem. That makes me super incredible. I think so. And to, your, and to your kids, I know so. I'm sure that you are. Right. So what have they, have they made any comments about this like fitness lifestyle change at all? Or are they just like, Dad, not fat anymore. <laughs> Dad eats less. They don't, the kids don't really, or maybe at least just my kids, like they... They don't really notice those kinds of things. They just kind of go with the flow. Like I've had, I've had a lot of different jobs, mm-hmm. and so I think <laughs> it's like I go through a midlife crisis once every six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although it's not that, I just you know maybe I just get bored with stuff. But but uh, they. Unless we know where the ADHD comes from. I must. Say, my <laughs> wife has said the same thing. She's like, I think you have ADHD. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What did um, you say? Yeah. What's that? That's my wall. I use my water. Um, I. Th- they they're just used to it they're used to me doing a whole bunch of different things like i had a lot of different jobs mainly because in opera it's just an up and down right field yeah you you know you're you do one gig for a month or a month <clears throat> and a half and then you're off for four months and i have to fill that time with work otherwise our family doesn't eat yeah um so i think they're just they're just used to it with with the whole weight loss thing like the great thing is is that i'm able to interact with them a lot more right and that that's again a whole part of that whole mindset change where i, I can just you know, instead of like, no, I'm too tired. Like yeah. they're playing downstairs and I'm upstairs and I don't want to go downstairs. You know, like now it's like my kids look forward, like my two youngest, I give them throws and pushes at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. where I literally pick them up, throw them on the bed. And they think it's the most amazing thing <laughs> oh, ever. Sure. Um, well, that's but I huge, that's huge to actually have been listening to a couple of podcasts about like, how um, dads roughhouse with their kids mm-hmm. and it's so important in developmental um, stages of kids lives like, absolutely like vital that mm-hmm. people don't realize like the chances of you having developmental disorder not disorders but not being as properly adjusted without that kind of time with a father is is, is massive oh yeah because it builds trust it yeah. allows you to understand your body more it understands a um, a level of aggression versus right. versus um, assertiveness mm-hmm. right and it it, it's it's they like it yep. they have fun with it right? oh totally they do so that's awesome that you that this has led to things that will improve their lives not yeah. just your own like I, just, I feel like I'm a better father like and I'm not trying to say that if you're a fat person you you can't be a good parent no if you get right? off the couch but <laughs> but like you've got to get off the couch you've got to at least be able to interact with your kids mm-hmm. right and I and for me this is how it works for me it's nothing how it works for everybody but for me losing the weight and and gaining more self-confidence made me a better parent made me be able to interact with my kids more and mm-hmm. and talk to them especially because my oldest is a 14 year old so there's things you just start talking about yeah. that i would have just kind of like oh i don't want to talk about this like everything just mm-hmm. basically ended with i'm too tired to wow. blah, blah, blah. Wow. you know like i'm just done 
Um, and now I'm just, I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, I, yeah. It's awesome. Momentum is just, I, I keep saying this now and it's a trend, trend I've been on the last like couple months, but just the momentum of doing things, mm-hmm. the momentum of succeeding and tackling things and overcoming them and, yep. and, and growing. It's just so vital that like, it just, it becomes a force unto itself and totally and I, like i in high school i was an, an athletic like bigger kid mm-hmm. and it wasn't until i you know got out of that that i started getting more confident in those areas of my life so right. i just i can understand but just to a smaller time frame of yeah. my life oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and it's just and, and i like that you talk about the momentum thing because there there have been part of me there's still an old part of me that says when is when is this going to change? When are you going to get fat again? Because mm-hmm. this is what you do, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think I'm finally past that that stage where I would just kind of give up and stop doing things mm-hmm. because this momentum is just—it's the most fun I've ever had. It's the most energy I've ever experienced. It's 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 not going to end. Like it's just going to keep going. No, nope. right? Not if you don't let it. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Well, it's. It's cool, like knowing you now in this new mindset that you've got. I mm-hmm. wish I kind of like knew you before to have that to have that baseline. Right. But it's it's so it's so crazy to think that you were any other way mm-hmm. because I see you as this driven, outgoing, uh, confident, and strong person. So, right. You know. Cool, well, so. I I put on. I. It's funny you say that because people that would have known me before, um, knew like I I think I was always kind of like a. I used to be, I'd say I used to be a full-on extrovert. Mm-hmm. Like, I would really thrive on being with people and, and, and out there, but but um, it was hard for me to do that. It was difficult for me to get out and and, and sort of put on a different face um, just because, and especially because I was in the opera world. So being in the opera world, like, you know, you're, you're playing different roles all the time. You're with people that are very highly motivated because if they're not, they're, there's no reason, they, they just won't survive in that kind of a career. Right. Um, but I just found it hard and energy draining. And so I, I think I, over time, switched from being that extrovert into kind of a more of a, I call myself an omnivert. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit of both. But, enjoy both. but it's the whole point of that was it's no longer difficult for me to kind of feel mm-hmm. that way, to put myself out there. Whereas it used to be like I would put on a face mm-hmm. and then I would get home and like be a completely different person. Right. You know, I had huge anger issues. I used to have insane anger issues. Wow. I've now contained that to the car. Yeah. <laughs> well, even having that physical outlet though is so vital, right? Like even yeah. lifting weights for an hour just Absolutely. It just gets out your energy and you mm-hmm. feel better after, yep. right? So you're kind of like Pollyachi the angry clown. Yes. Like sad clown. Yes. Interesting. Which is an opera that, opera that I've done. Oh, there Pagli- you go. E Pollyachi. Wow. Look yeah. at me dropping. Pollyachi. Yeah, you you said it fine. It's Perfect. great. Yeah. On, which is an interesting I don't know if it's an interesting side note or not but I'm going to say it's interesting Fuck that it. was the first opera that Paul Lorio did with Edmonton Opera oh really E. Pagliacci yeah um, and he sang the role that I sang mm-hmm. uh, w- which was the clown Beppe mm-hmm. and uh the sad clown. My, the, well, no, the sad clowns. Ipaliachi. Beppe oh, is just one of the. the Ipaliachi is about a traveling group of clowns. It's a gang of clowns. Well, yeah, sort of. What do you but, call it? Is it like a gaggle or a herd? Like or a giggle. A giggle. Of uh, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> a giggle. Of a clowns. laughter of clowns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, just a group. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I so my first role with Edmonton Opera was the exact same role mm-hmm. that that Lorio had back in the '60s. Yeah. Um, and Lorio 
came to that performance. Cool. This is before I was the anthem singer. So yeah. This is, I think this is 2011 uh, or 2010, somewhere in there. He came to the show, and I've got a picture of me and him. I'm in full clown costume, and he's standing next to me. And I had no idea that I was going to be replacing him. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you send me that picture? I can. It's I a. It's a very. It. There, there's. There's no high definition picture of it. That's okay. It was just taken from like a. Like, like nobody. A I, I, I tried tracking it down. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I have a picture. It's just not very. That's all right. Good quality. Rob, yeah, I'll definitely send it. We gotta wrap this up. Yep. I appreciate it, man. That was an hour and ten minutes. Wow. Flew by, right? That did fly by. You got more than your four minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much uh, for coming in. This is awesome. Pleasure. Yeah. Um, really a great honor for me to get to have you here um, and include you in this. And and I look forward to uh, our stair session. And, Absolutely. And you're back next season, right? Oh yeah, okay. definitely. I'll be there till they don't want me. <laughs> but okay. they've, they've, they've been hey that's the case with everything in yeah life, they've told right? me I'm their guy so right on man okay yeah. we'll take care thanks for coming in no my pleasure see ya podcast listeners you have my immense gratitude for listening to the show as always I hope you enjoyed Rob Clark as much as I did once again if you've got anyone you think might be a good fit for the show send them my way because I know there are a ton of champions in this city we'll see you next week